through thick and thin for richer and poorer. I do like those words have weight because I've, I, I have walked them out. And so the first, the first time I said this recently, the first time you hope it to be true at a vow renewal, you know them to be true. The mm. conviction is different. You stand on it different. You feel it different. You, you say it different because I have 20 years of experience that have proven through thicker and thin, through richer, for, like for richer and poor. I have 20 years of experience to prove that to be true. And so I actually think it's very, very powerful to have the opportunity to like do it again. I'm, I'm trying not to break down. <laughs> trying to hold on to my gangster. Good Lord, Melissa. <sighs> I aim to make emotional healing a global norm through cultivating candid discussions about love. My parents got married and divorced to each other three times. Or you can look at it as they kept trying. In the end of my father's life, that's what he told me. I aspire to mend marriages. I'm intentional about loving her mm -hmm. because um, now I understand that, you know, I was able to be free and loving me, then I can love her. Reignite hope for singles seeking future relationships. How can you glory in being single and want a companion at the same time? How can you not? You're only going to be as, as successful as a wife as you were at a single. And inspire men to lead their homes in accordance with biblical principles. When I made my vows, I told God that I was going to take care of this gift. This is my gift. Oh, and I was obligated to see after him and him alone. Join me on this journey where these heartfelt and vulnerable conversations form the patchwork for the quilt that will envelop my future wife. I have uh, accepted their opinions without criticism. And uh, the theme is that I'm happy and I want to be happy in the future. I'm LaTerrace R. Whitfield. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, LaTerrace R. Whitfield. Listen, are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, can we get a commitment? Hit that subscription button and subscribe. Make sure you turn on your notification bell so you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. And go ahead and hit that like button right now so that people can, you know, what YouTube does is that it'll recommend the video, the more engagement that people see on the video. But listen, today's episode, I'm talking to my buddies. I'm talking to my friends. Y'all love them so much. They've been on two panels with me on the Dear Future Wifey podcast, and now an interview that we postponed last year. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. God saw his mercy and graces to <laughs> bring it all the way back around, it, almost to the same month, because last year is supposed to have been in February. So without further ado, welcome to Dear Future Wifey podcast, my homies, the Fredericks. Hey! God circled the black. We're so... God circled the black. God circled the black. God circled the black. Come on, somebody. Get that income back going yeah. up, man. They, Come on. The, the people came and got mad at you. <laughs> they got mad. I didn't know if you was being for real. They said the income went down. You said the income went Terry listen, told me. Listen, Kevin stays. What had happened was, you know, that's how you got to tell the story. What had happened was, yeah. what had happened was, when I had that interview with with, with Bishop Derek Jackson. Not the bishop. Yeah, he's the bishop. Bishop <laughs> Derek Jackson. The, the women got mad about that. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, they got mad and they said, "No, nah, Latarius, this is a healthy platform, and you and you brought him on the platform. You we brought that toxicity over here." Yeah, they said, "No, nah, you. We don't want you bringing that on this platform, so we're going to punish you." Oh, yeah, we're we not going to watch you for a little bit, amen. And they and you got in trouble. They went and held your hand and said, "Latarius, you in trouble for a little bit. Yeah, you on restriction? On restriction." From the funny the thing about that interview, it helped all the other podcasts. <laughs> It was my video about that. Well, I was like, this is great. When you posted, I said, shout out to you and Ted. I know what the bonus going to be. And since you went on my platform directly, I didn't get any pop me. They popped you. And then they benefited. We could talk about it. But you the one who did it. You got in trouble. They got you in YouTube jail. You got YouTube, YouTube jail. jail. YouTube jail. Like, people don't know about that, do they? Bruh. They don't know that if you start doing certain stuff, the algorithms will start not recommending yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't what, what's popping. And then you sit there and you're like, okay, my little income done dropped. dropped. you like, Lord Jesus. And, and, listen, and listen, Kevin and Melissa, what happened was I had just closed on the house oh. August the 30th. And so that next check came. I said, I done messed around and got a house. Now, I was supposed to get this. This was a mistake. <laughs> this was a mistake. Purchase. I need to reverse this whole mortgage thing that's going Call on. Call the house people back. Circle, <laughs> circle the block again. I'm in YouTube jail. <laughs> Give me a We need to refinance. We need refinance to the first month. I want to refinance the first month. I ain't got no equity yet. Take what I put down. Recalculate that as if I've doubled it up. Because yes. I'm in YouTube trouble for a little bit. They mad at me. <laughs> People don't understand. Listen, oh, I've been rocking with you for years. Yes. Thank you. You've been doing how how long ago was Playmakers? Playmakers was January 2012. That wow. long. December, actually it might have been December, January 2012. Yeah, that's when the stuff Girl Say videos went viral. We did stuff Black Church Girls Say and stuff Black Parents Say in the same <laughs> night, released them at the same time, and then it was off the off to the races almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Immediately, those were the two first videos. And the early days of YouTube. Early yeah. days of YouTube, where very few people were like making a living off of it. And at that time, there was hardly anybody, if anybody, making any kind of church content. That's what I was about to say. Y'all yeah. were the first people doing church content. Man. Yeah. And it was teaching how to shout in church and everything. Else. We <laughs> did all. It was wide open then. Uh-huh. There's a lot of church creators uh, now, but at that time, there was no like. For real black dedicated dedicated to and ones that you could tell really went to church. Yes. Because we had more jokes and more insight. You can tell if a person really churchy or not. Yeah. But yeah, we did. We we had a great time on that old playmaker. Did you see that being what it was? Like what made you even create that? Listen, we were (laughs) so funny, man. We was we was doing actual plays. So the playmaker's name came from we were doing plays. Yeah. We're trying to be like Tyler, David E. Talbert, Jacarius Johnson, all of them. Letaris R. Whitfield. Letaris R. Whitfield. That was he was on our vision board. Put my name on it. Yeah. He said we're gonna be like Letaris. Yes, amen. We did not achieve that goal. (laughs) And I remember we were about to quit. Mm-hmm. Remember, mm-hmm. we were like, we just gonna co- coach our kids basketball teams. And I remember, I was the one who was the most watching YouTube because I had a job where I didn't have to do much work. I mean, they wanted me to do, but I would not do. Uh, <laughs> quiet quitting. So I was just quiet on quit. YouTube. Yes. Quiet quit before that was a term. <laughs> I said, why quiet quit this mug as soon as I got that job? Quitting in place. Quitting quit. in place. So I was watching more YouTube than Jay or Ant, and I was like, yo, people are making money off this, yep. like as a living. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't our goal. Our goal was like to get big enough so that we could do our plays in other cities because we were doing them in Tacoma and Tacoma wasn't big enough to do like in order to you, you, you done plays in yeah. order to make it 
work. You got to be able to do either a extended run yep. in a place mm-hmm. or you tour it. You can't do one show. There's nah. no money in one show. Nope. There wasn't enough black people in Tacoma to even do exactly. one good show. So we was like, we got to be able to tour it. So we were like, we need to be bigger on the internet so that when we come to Oakland, we can get our fans there, Tacoma, you know, Dallas, whatever. Yeah. So that was the only goal. And then we put those videos out. People started inviting us to their church, stuff like that. And then we realized the internet in it of itself is a good thing. So listen, my wife will tell you at that point we had a credit card that was what? Was it $10,000? $10,000. In debt. You maxed it out? It wasn't even maxed out. The, 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 the thing was 15000 we had ran it up to ten thousand with no idea on how to pay it back. <laughs> the guys, the playmakers, the playmakers yeah. done played around. It was with a them. company card that was actually a Kevin Melissa card. Yeah, because I got it in my name. Yes, but I put it under the business because I had the best credit of the three. There and was no business the, though. No, there, there was no business. No, but there was no. Yes, the business credit was off your personal credit card. Correct. We ran that mug up, boy, doing some of the dumbest stuff ever. <laughs> we bought tickets to Miami to. To meet Jacarius Johnson, five hundred dollar a plate event he was attending. <laughs> we had to get flight, hotel, rent a car. We for rented three a, people, a three men, a Volkswagen Bug in Miami, and we met him. And we had no further plans. We just like shook his head. He's like, well, "Nice to meet you." We we're like, "Nice to meet you." And then he walked past us, and we were like, oh, "Cool." Now, now what? We literally didn't have nothing to pitch him, nothing to hand him. We just was like, we're going to meet Jacarius, then he's going to put us on. That's not how this world works. So at 10, Melissa was like, all right, stop. Y'all need to pay this back. So we probably put the minimum on it for For another two years. It was probably longer than that, Ken. Maybe three. It was long. You paying the little $75? We would meet up at the bank. Yo, 75, my 75. I would go in there, put the little 225 on there. That balance did not move for three years. It wasn't until we moved to LA and we got a large lump sum to make videos that we were able to pay it off. So what were you doing at the time, Melissa? Were you working? I was working. I've always worked. So we were (laughs) not fired. That wasn't shade the way it came out. But I was not fired. Uh, you never been fired in your life. I never been fired my whole never life. Been never been fired. So we were. I was working at Key Bank at the time. So right out of college, I started as in a, a management training program, and uh, the first salary I made was thirty two thousand dollars a year. And we were filthy rich. And yeah, I we thought were rich, we boy. were rich. Yeah. I you mean, they ain't counted by dollars no more. It was, I had a salary. I wasn't a per hour employee. You get money on vacation. I get pizza. CTO and a bonus? We were like, you can do that? They can pay you when you're not at work? You can tell me we didn't make <laughs> they it. They can pay you when you're not at we, work. And then Kev, Kev was working at Bank of America, and together we were probably making 65000 mm-hmm. a year, something like that. It felt like a million. If yeah. you couldn't tell us we Did were Did you have not, kids during that time? No. Well, so, not initially. I got pregnant with Isaiah while I was at the bank. So y'all was rich, rich. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. were rich, rich. <laughs> And yeah. broke, broke, and, and broke, boy. broke all at the same time. <laughs> Some kids have took that little, all that little bit of money away. <laughs> oh, immediately. Them? Once we had, we bought a house. This it was like my dream. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like we went to college. We got these good, good jobs. Um, we, uh, I was pregnant with Isaiah. We moved into a house in um, October thirty first of October. Isaiah was born August eighth of that same year so it was like everything was falling into place you know and then we had joe and um the boys did this um 
I guess this is after mm-hmm. the Playmaker stuff. Uh, they were doing that. And of course, you know, like you said, he had the debt or whatever, but things were going really well. I was working, Kev was working, all the things were fine. And then when um, Kev got fired and then they started doing the um, five-year-old comedian with Isaiah... <laughs> and we were making a little bit more extra money on the side. Isaiah was making like five hundred dollars a video. Yep, hey, that was but that was not only him. Oh, about to say, yeah, 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 that was five hundred for writing, directing. <laughs> so it was everything. <laughs> the <laughs> full all production. All in. All it was in. all in. Fee. But still, was like oh yeah. five hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, and so we took that little bit of extra money and put the kids in private school. The American dream. Picket fence. The American dream. We were only missing Monty. We were only missing Monty. <laughs> the doggy, we were the only doggy. missing Monty. Uh, you could not tell me that. And we were young. Like yeah. we were, we didn't even hit 30. So we bought our first house. Built Kids from were the ground impo- up. Built from yeah. the ground up. I mean, it was a little, little 1200 square feet house, anything, but right. it didn't matter. What city was that in? Tacoma. Tacoma. New, new build. <laughs> At the time, we didn't know if you make a house in three weeks, it ain't really that good of a house. It was new to us. It was fantastic. Ain't nobody ever even peed in this toilet. But Listen, us. why do? Why is that the first thing we say? That's why I said, "Ain't nobody ever peed." You forget that the builders I and know, all. I know. Like, they they don't peed all up in here. They don't count. It didn't have an address <laughs> at that time. Speed. That's it was a, a lot number. <laughs> it didn't have an address. It, it, was, a it was a lot number at that time. It don't count. Matter of fact, once they test the toilet, they put a new one in, <laughs> so it could be fresh peed. <laughs> And so when y'all had that, but how did y'all manage those early beginnings where you, here he is with the dream of Playmakers, were you always on board with that? No, 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 no. So, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh, I am definitely Miss Stability in our relationship. We always use this kite string analogy. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. And Kev is definitely like, he's a dreamer, big time dreamer. And I'm very much like a stable, like, what does the landscape look? Let's stay on the ground and make sure, you know, that all things are going really well. So it was more than um, Kev being the dreamer. It was that it felt for me at the time it came out of left field. So <laughs> we go to college. I'm thinking, again, this is our our dream. This is what we're doing. We bought a house. We have children. We have college degrees. Like we are ticking off the things of life. Yeah. I'm so confused why this why you're not happy because look <laughs> at us. We've accomplished all the exactly. stuff. Exactly. And so um when Kev was first fired, which we kind of knew was coming, but once he was fired and it was like, you know, in my mind I'm like, "Oh, you're going to get a new job and then all will be well again because you don't have job, now you get job and now we back to incomes." See how that works? That's very problem, problem solved, very good. Amen. And Kev was like, "Yeah, except I was thinking, <laughs> what if I do comedy full time?" I was like, "Err." <laughs> Like what happened? Say it Did one you more see time. That coming? Had he ever no. Been? So he never mentioned. He was never like the class clown or something. No, all, but it wasn't to the point where I thought, oh, this would be a career path. Yeah, this would be something you would truly like, um, like go after. And it was so unstable because again, doing comedy every now and again at church, doing the, the skits, the YouTube, whatever. Though that's extra. Yeah. What you're saying is, <laughs> I, I want it to be the full time. I don't want yeah. it to be the supplement. I want it to be the mainstream and. It was just, it was foreign. It was a foreign thought to me because my parent, my dad was in the military. My mom has always worked. So I've always grown up in a very like stable environment. And so this sound, because it didn't sound very stable, it's very scary. Uh, Yeah. There's like, what type of plan is this? And so 
after that, we both started working at Boeing. So eventually he did do that for a little while. Again, it was fine. You know, God made a way out of no way. You know, I, I got to know God as Jehovah Jireh. The okay. Lord, our provider. Our provider. All right. But how did you manage that, though? During because, that time? Yeah, because, like, how do you manage the process of either spouse having a dream that comes out of left field and you not being negative about it or pessimistic about it and supporting it or not supporting it? Was there some things that you look back and say, yeah, Maris taught me I could have done this better with it? Oh, 100%. Which was what? The 100% in that now I know that as a dreamer and just kind of the makeup of Kevin, and if you're married, if there was any piece of advice I could give to someone married to a dreamer and you are the more like stability yeah. partner is finding the balance and being able to speak your fear and your concern that doesn't sound like an attack to them and maintain the support. And sometimes what that looks like is like, I, 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 t I say this now that I wish I could have said, then I bet on Kevin. I said this, um, not that long ago, we were out of town in Vegas. I said, I have two rules. One, of course, is always bet on black. And the second one is always bet on Kevin on stage. Love it. That is my way of showing that I support and I trust what my husband says, what his vision is. I trust his skill, his talents, his business acumen. Like I trust it. And I still have stability as a, as a need for me. That is something that is just in my makeup that I need to understand what's going on because I want to make sure my family, my children, my house are secure. So I'm betting on you. I believe in you. I trust you. Can we sit down and speak to my concern as well? Good. What would you have done differently? Being a dreamer. Yeah. That's a good managing, question. Yeah, was managing. Managing. Like, so Terrence R. Whitfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have the R in there. Yeah, That's a visionary. Yeah, it's visionary. <laughs> Set on the sign. The R is for the right question. That Come was the R session. Come on. Terrence, all right, right questions, Whitfield. Uh, I think what, what I would have done differently is understood the place the questions were coming from and not take them as a personal attack. Yeah. Early in marriage, I, and I still have this part of me you either with me or you're against me yep and if you're not 100% with me you are 100% against me and then I will destroy you or prove you wrong <laughs> and I you know I have this long list of people who are proving wrong but I had to realize that Melissa being concerned now mind you this is coming from a person with no plan no Chris thing like girl go with me to LA how are we getting there I don't know we'll get down there and we'll figure it out we want we get down to the LA. We, we'll go around and say Hollywood. How we get in here and then make it. And Hollywood will say welcome, <laughs> welcome, okay? welcome with Here's all the other dreamers. Yes, yes. Yes. That's couch surfing. Yes, yeah, exactly. you know you made it to LA. We'll show you how to be. Here's Tyler Perry and here's Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Take your picks, take huh? your pick. Be in a movie with them. Doesn't work like that. So uh, I had to speak to the fear and understand one. Melissa's on my team. Yes. Two, that fear is a healthy fear. Uh, one of the things I've been saying lately is Melissa, and Melissa also has amazing business acumen. She has saved us a million times. She's made me, helped me make great business decisions Good. just by listening to her. Good. So I, and with Melissa's thought process, this is what I tell people, I told a friend of mine and a business investor, I said, worst case scenario with what Melissa says, you'll be safe. If she's wrong, it will always benefit you. Mm. If she's right, it will hurt you. So when she's saying if X and Y and Z don't happen, that's not from her thinking it's not going to happen. But prepare 
whatever it is, so that if that does happen, here's our contingency plan. Yes. But she that doesn't mean she thinks it's going poorly. Right. It's just a stopgap. Like if it goes bad, let it stop here before it's negative. So I didn't understand that that's what she brings to the table. Yes. She brings contingency. She brings strategy. She brings vision. She's looking for eight, 12 years down. She's also, because I can only think if it goes right. Because when I get to the plan, baby, to the moon, <laughs> I'm going to spend 100000 I'm going to make $300 million. <laughs> Everyone in the world is going to see this movie. People in Pakistan who know, don't even speak English don't know who I am. They will find me. They'll find my special. They're going to write articles in Forbes about how they never heard of me. The Wonder Kid strikes again. <laughs> what do you mean it might not work? It has to because I've already bet on it. So, and I've failed enough of those times. And my mind was like, that was last time, baby. It's time. $500 million. Marvel's going to come and say, be in our Marvel film. Even though you don't look at all like a superhero because we're switching it around for you. <laughs> so I think what I did is take the best of me and the best of her. Yes. And that plan ends up being the best. And that doesn't mean they always succeed. Yes. It means when we failed, we failed at her contingency. When we've succeeded, we've succeeded at my dreams. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and oh, you gotta that stop that. God, dog, <laughs> that man, I'm about good. to walk up something by Shonda now. <laughs> I'm gonna beat oh, the mic on that. Oh, thing. Jesus. Oh, my God. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you why that's so important. Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit. The reason why that was so important because I was the dreamer and the visionary in my marriage, mm. and I had a Melissa. Mm. And the and, and I couldn't, I looked at whenever she would tell me certain stuff, it's like, you've been negative. Yeah. Like how and she was so she was one of those type of people that's very, very safe. She didn't need all the extra stuff. She mm -hmm. was just like, we whatever simple. Yep. You know, and if and all the little designer stuff that I wanted us to get, she was like, I don't care about this stuff, but I'll be like, but let's get it. Yeah. And she was just like, you just, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And so I looked at it as negative, but I didn't realize. And one day she kept saying, do you think I'm your, like your adversary or your partner? Yeah. And I was just like, I'm just saying, you just always negative. It'd be different if you come and try to help me do this. You ain't even trying to help me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just watching me fail. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I had big dreams. Yeah. And those dreams is what attracted her to me because she saw me at 22 years old saying I'm gonna have national plays on tour yeah. and then she watched me achieve that at 24 years old so I'm touring shows she's my stage manager then she started acting in some wow. of the plays what? she we was have, our stage manager we have parallel lives <laughs> she was the best stage manager we ever had she was had. the best stage manager ever had and she was life. mean I was, she was not mean she, she held us down Dang, go ahead. I mean, interrupt no, you. I just thought that was good. so interesting that she did the same the role. The same thing because she's business minded. Yeah. My 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 ex wife, she had an MBA, so everything in business, she just that's what she did well. So why'd you not... cheat on her then? Shut up! Why would you ask that question? Like no, that? I want to know. You had it and you went and messed it up for a different coochie, and that why did you do that? Lateris R. Whitfield. See now he ain't gonna invite us back. <laughs> you only got to come once. We we did two panels in this. That's it. That's the he, last no, he time. Never, like the fourth time. You know, he we're not coming back. Like Dear future, never again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get it. The thing is, no, when you're in your you can't just change it. But when you're in your mind, you like your mind. This is another problem. Of my problem. <laughs> Your mind tells you you're, you're right. Change. How you gonna try to change? You gotta let I'm back. The oh, back. tell me what yeah. you're doing. I'm sorry. 
You, I thought it was bad. Is it? Is it bad or good? Have you ever answered that question on here? You said I could ask you stuff. I was wanted to say you can ask me stuff. Oh, okay. I'm interviewing you. Okay, okay. <laughs> tell me after. Tell me after. <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell you. So the reason why I cheated because I lacked integrity. I oh. lacked integrity, and my immaturity couldn't see what you guys were able to walk through and navigate. Got it. And so when you when you're married to somebody and they become your enemy, so good. Then you you start responding in a way to destroy whatever that is. That's yeah, good. that so is like, really good. Just like you even said, you said, "Listen, if you're against me, I'm going to destroy you." Right. Yeah. So I saw her as my enemy. That's good. And so That's subconsciously really I began to destroy everything around my yeah. marriage. I began to operate as a hurt victim instead of being victoriously the the husband that I was supposed That's to be. That's really good. That's why the, the church girls is gonna be all over you, because you the boy. You don't say you you grown and that accountability. You about to get you some sanctified coochie. They throwing in the the DMs are right back up because they like he could do that to me. Now he done messed up. Now he gonna have that integrity with me. Everybody's that sanctified coochie on one of them little vacations. You I know they waiting for you, but Tess, I'm in three seventeen. If you tired, I, I got some cake. I, I bet you some cornbread. Oh my god! Three seventeen, Terrence. If you ever want to fall in sin or in grace, depending on how you want to describe it, I'll be there. You can slip and fall into me. You said sin or grace, fall oh sin or grace. Oh my god, they gonna be up in there. Dumb, dumb. This was wrong with your husband. I don't know. Why I keep asking y'all to pray. The intercessors are not interceding. Not, it's not working. You guys, it's not working. No, why this man gonna ask me why I cheat on my wife? Because I wanted to I'm know. I'm trying to sit here in that mind which that I was, was able to such work this. That's a good question. He just went off the rails. I'm trying to get that YouTube back up. I need you to get some clips that you can put on Instagram. And you gotta stop it right before you answer. They're gonna be like, God dang it, I'm coming back. I'm coming back, Matias. You got me. I know how hard it can be. People don't understand, bro. Uh, Oh, you done invested in this space. You got the good cameras, the little light bulb. I know that light bulb. You got a good C stand. It is a good Sandbag. You got all the quality. Even those cords in your plug, that's the extra good. I done seen it because we got on our best buy. They said they ain't extra good, but they showed me that one. So I know. I know what you're trying to build, oh and I'm glad God. you're doing it. I'm glad you're accountable. And so what I saw y'all able to weather it was what I was trying to get through. Yeah, that yeah. same situation. It's ironic that the parallel by her being the stage manager and all that. And so I'm going through this process. And so what I love is that I hear so many people DM me dreamers where they have one person and when we operate with the power of each person yes. to be able to say you never seen a football team with all wide receivers right. you know what I'm saying yes. you never seen a basketball team with all power forwards Absolutely. you just never going to see that and so at the end of the day as men and as women if we can look and say I chose this person yes. for a reason they, and you got to let them rock yes but you got to really it's like I, I love sports analogies and I'm glad you used one it's like you could have say Tom Brady and Michael yeah. Right. Both good quarterbacks, but not skilled in the same way. Mm -hmm. You would be an idiot to make Tom Brady try to play like Michael Vick. He can't do that Facts. as well. And you'd be an idiot to force Mike Vick to try to play like Tom Brady because where he can hurt you is what he does well. Right. And I think it takes maturity to see. And also, I can say the part of this that I'll be honest, Melissa did lead with um, support. Sometimes in every relationship, I can't speak to everybody being like, not afraid, you know, really balancing. Sometimes yeah. people can tear you down and all that type of stuff. But in our relationship, I had to understand what she was already doing 
which was bringing the value that she brought. And it was me who was misreading the situation. You know what it's I'm saying? It's hard. It is hard yeah. to misreading it. To misreading read. it. Yeah. Misreading her help as hurt. Like she really is trying to help, but she's helping in her way. She's not a dreamer. Mm-hmm. So I can't expect her to see this. You know, I see the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow yeah. and I can always fight for it. Right. She sees, OK, it's a rainbow. In order to get there, we got to do this, this, that and that. And I can't expect her to see the way that I see it. But that doesn't mean she's not seeing it. Right. She's just that seeing part. it her way, which is also valuable because sometimes it don't work out and it don't mm-hmm. like when we did churchy. When will this come out? Uh, this come out probably next month. February. Yeah. Okay, so the announcement will be made by then. Okay. So just for, wait for it. For a quick example. <laughs> yeah, they said February, they said January 29th, they're gonna make the announcement. That's yeah. this week. Yeah. So so we so we made this show called Churchy, right? Which I used to watch all the yeah. time. Yeah. So this great is a, production, great writing, great storytelling. Yay. Now I'm gonna give oh. you an example of why it was bad. <laughs> what? So that show, I didn't let her do what she did well. Which is I made the budget. You know what I said? The budget, there's no chance it goes a dime over the what I said. Production in my history has always went over budget. In the history of production, it always everything I've is. ever worked on, everything I've ever done. Anybody. Even if you buy two coffees and you only budgeted one, <laughs> you're over budget. <laughs> we made this during COVID. I still didn't account for those production overages. Did COVID, meaning COVID having meaning. a COVID officer come, doing the COVID Test. testing. Doc, so y'all made that in 2020? We made that in 2021. But in L.A. at the time oh, we yeah, made it, still going, yeah. in order to shoot productions, you had to have a testing, COVID officer, yeah. COVID officer. And then even on top of that, I don't want to get into the whole thing because it'll take all day. But I say I budgeted. Lateris has got to take five tests for production. Those five tests are $125, right? Oh, yeah. That's if Lateris does what he's supposed to do and shows up on time. It doesn't crap into my mind that everybody's not going to make their tests on time. Yeah. So when you have a doctor come to set... Lateris is $125 test. It's now $375. Because the doctor's paying for his fee to come and the rush fee. And how many you wouldn't believe how many times we had to do that. Or a person gets sick, yeah. gets COVID, you got to replace them. The COVID budget alone oh my God. Blo- ballooned astronomically. Had I listened to my wife. Was she trying to tell were you trying to tell him that? We, it wasn't just that. Again, we don't have to go into the full d- details. It was also that I wanted more control over who we were paying and yeah. how we were paying people and um we had someone on the team that lacked integrity. Uh-huh. So anyway, <laughs> had I listened to what Melissa brought to the table, it's not that things wouldn't have been bad. Right. It's that they could have been accounted for. Right. But what ended up happening is the dreamer part of me actually worked. We were able to sell it. So we eventually made our money back. But because we were further along in our marriage earlier, Kev, I would have came back and been like, boom, told you so. Yeah. Told you. And look what happened. You didn't believe in me. Blah, blah, blah. And instead, we were able to say, whew. (laughs) God brought us through. God. (laughs) We almost made our money back. Thank the Lord. <laughs> and, and, and not that we didn't come out unscathed. The thing about it was that was actually a really like, that was a very tumultuous, tumultuous yeah. time. Thank yeah. you. I'm doing this like topsy-turvy thing. That's why you good at taboo. Thank you. <laughs> that's worse. That's, that's tumultuous. Oh, tumultuous. That's, that's the mole and this was true. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Put it together. And when you did that, I said tumultuous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
it was actually really a difficult time navigating like how do we make this make sense because the reality is we really do see the world from two completely different yeah. angles and when you decide to say I do and you're building one life together you have to reconcile I have used the rainbow uh, I see the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow immediately my mind said well is it raining because it, it was a rainbow that means it was probably right yeah. there so should we account for the rain mm. so and that's, that's just good. how we see the world you know what i mean and so when you're going through those things if you don't if we walk out and we get to the pot of gold he's looking at me if we walk out and it's raining i'm looking at him Ooh, that's good. so oh. you have to find Ooh, yes. the way to appreciate again what both people bring to the table because you need the rain because and the need- rainbow and the gold to get it all mm. yes that's good. That's good, boy. That really is good. Yeah. But that yeah. came from us learning to be on the God. same yeah, team. Yeah, this is 20 years in. This yeah. is 20 years this in. We're telling in. you from the point of view of like. Today. Yeah. Hindsight <laughs> being 2020. Yeah, exactly. Hindsight being 2020. Mistakes being made. Getting through them. And as you learn how to navigate stuff in the past, I mean, the present, you can better deal with things in the future, but you still will make mistakes in the future. And then you learn, grow, learn, grow, learn, grow. It's not a process that we will ever have completed. Mm -hmm. You know how people always say never put divorce on the table. Did y'all make those vows at the beginning or did y'all just say no matter what, we'll never get divorced? Yeah, it's something I actually believed in heavily because of how churchy I grew up. Divorce was not divorce, not option. I say this all the time. It's all you actually really hear. And then I think what actually changed it for me was, number one, my parents got divorced after 20-something years of marriage, close to 20-something years of marriage. Um, this couple, uh, pastoral couple in our like church district got divorced after like 40 probably years of marriage. 40-something years? Yeah. I always wonder what goes on. Seventy years old. I'd be like, what goes on that you'd be like, forty years? I can't do another year. And no cheating. They 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 didn't cheat. They just just what? Just grew apart. They just grew apart. We don't know the details of it, but but it wasn't no side baby. But no, none of that. It was just like, and that was even more a baby. We like, oh man, you trip, whatever. But just like we just aren't going to be doing this anymore. Was like, hold on, what? What happened? That's even worse than the side baby. I guess. Y'all just don't want to be married no more? And your church people, you're still pastors and, you know, yeah, missionaries 40 and all years. that stuff. 40, 40 years, years of, marriage. of marriage. Kids is 35 and stuff. With, you know, like, with, with grand, they got grandkids. You, they have kids old as old as their marriage. You know what I mean? They yeah. got 40-year-old kids. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. So, so that let us... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so no. So that led you to what? That just let us know that saying divorce is not an option does not mean divorce is not an option. Like that's that's just the thing people say. That's so like, what did y'all do? What systems did y'all put in place to navigate those rough? Matter of fact, let's go there. When was the hardest thing where y'all felt like y'all were going to get a divorce, and how did y'all navigate y'all way through it? Uh, I would say for me, I feel like everything came like started coming to a head in twenty twenty. Yeah. So that means y'all were married for 18 years at that point. Oh, yeah. 17, 18 years for sure. I feel like what the pandemic did, at least for me, is you have, I mean, this carpet is pristine, but you have a stain on the carpet. And um, the first weeks, couple months that you have the stain, it's all you see, right? You're like, oh, I need to get this carpet. Stain. I need to get that. I hate this stain. I hate this stain. I hate this stain. Yeah. Six months, a year later, you don't even realize the carpet is dirty. You just walk past it. And I feel like sometimes in marriage, a lot of our issues in the beginning, they really bother you. And before you know it, it's there. 
you're just ignoring it. You just don't see it anymore. You're just bypassing it. You're too busy. You don't have the time. You don't whatever. But the pile of laundry, the stain, the whatever is there. Yeah. And I think what the pandemic did for me was force me to like now I'm sitting down and I'm looking around and I say, there's still this stain here. And I got to put in some work because now it's unsat here for all this time. And I didn't get it out when it was fresh. So now it's saturated through the, the fibers of the carpet. And I need to have a professional come out and put some elbow grease in this. And they got to work the stain out. And I feel like that's what the pandemic was. It was all of these, um, you know, just underlying. You, you can still function as a couple. Yep. But there's things there that with the busyness of life, you're able to ignore and yeah. push aside. And when the pandemic came and you're forced to sit down, uh, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about this. So was that the first time y'all, I think what y'all ended up getting therapy or something? Yeah, for sure. So was that the first time you ever got therapy? We did like premarital counseling, yeah. but I mean, uh, no shade, no disrespect, no <laughs> tea. No, no, it's no, just not real. Yeah. Not, yeah, but no shade. Okay, yeah. no, 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 there's no shade here to pastors that offer. We just grew up in, a, in, a, in an era, and this is unfair, of the body of Christ. Yes. Where you have the pastor doing everything and they not equipped to, to do, do everything. everything. We expect them to be we expected them to be our pastor, our finance yeah. advisor, mortgage expert, marriage therapist, yeah. parent, you know, like bro, yeah. that person just love God and preach good. Like yeah. they not those other jobs people went to school for yeah. and learned. So we getting mad, not getting mad, but like he's doing that as a as a service. Yeah. But he's not a therapist. Right. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. just wants to help. Yeah. And he's just going at things from his point of view or her point of view, wherever it is in your life. But we it was more beneficial for us when we found a therapist and found a therapist that worked for our types because it wasn't the first one. Um, and we allowed a person to really do what they were trained to do yeah. Yeah. as opposed to just expecting them to do because they lead our church. But in that time in 2020, Melissa, where you vacillating divorce where you like, I want to get divorced. You saying we just got issues. We need to excavate. No, I wouldn't say I was um, <laughs> contemplating divorce. However, there was a Kev can tell the story. Which one? When, he said, the, which one? <laughs> the story you told. Um, he said, which one? When I got in the car. Oh, this was, oh, man. <laughs> this was, this wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> was it 2022? 2021. Something like pandemic that. Pandemic was, when we say the pandemic, we really mean the quarantine part. Yeah. But it really was like a three year yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Where, yeah. I mean, still we still have an effects of it today. Today. But during the like quarantine and immediate after point, uh, after is the part we're referencing. So this had to be 2021. Mm -hmm. There was a time where, I mean, we was beefing. Where your mind starts to be like, you know, we had a good run. <laughs> I love her. I'll never stop loving her. She's the mother of my kids. Mother of my kids. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be great friends. We'll co-parent. We'll figure it out. But I just don't believe the way it's going. You you see the end of that train track? It's broken over there. You got a little bit in the terrace, but it's going to go off. It's dirt over there. So this particular time, right, I don't remember the reason we I were arguing. Either. People never remember the reason. No, but I remember crazy. the after yeah. effect. Yeah, you remember the after yeah. effect. We were arguing, bro. Beef and I mean, this tension, we lived in a large house. We have a pretty good house now. But that house was large. It was bro. bigger than the one y'all have now? Bigger yeah. than the one we had now. But we own this one. <laughs> so it's better. 
But Terrace, the tension was so thick in that house. It went from the <laughs> Melissa was on the bottom floor in the kitchen. I was upstairs on the other side. The tension was thick through the staircase, <laughs> through the thing. Like, how are we beefing through the floors? <laughs> he said, we beefing through floors. We got a staircase as wide as this room. We walking on opposite sides up and down. It's like magnets pushing each other well, away. Y'all still sleeping in the same bed? Oh, we we beefing right into that bed. Because I can tell you what I wasn't going to do. I'm not sleeping on nobody's couch. My back hurts. For we real. can argue and we can be pissed off. And I'm For sleeping real. on my side. Too and you sleep on that. your side. And we put the line through the cover. And don't put your foot on me. I won't put my foot on you. you little cold feet. Put your cold feet on. And that's our little love language. Get it off. I'm going to look at my phone pissed. You look at your phone pissed. That's all. But whatever happened this time, Melissa was crying and she was like, I'm I'm leaving. I was like, where are you going? (laughs) I don't know. I might just go to a hotel for tonight. I'm in my drawers at this time. She goes into her car. And this is what, 2 a.m.? It was was like 2 a.m., right? She goes in her car, gets in there, pulls out. I run with the draws on. With my draws <laughs> on. Driveway. God is my witness. I don't if people had rings on from that day, you just got the footage. <laughs> my stomach was hanging over my draws. <laughs> I ran downstairs because I was upstairs. She was like, I'm leaving, came and got her keys. Where are you going? I don't know. Wherever I gotta go. Turns the garage on. Luckily, the garage was slow. It's so slow. It was ticking it, ticking it, ticking it, and that was just amount of time because it clicked. I said she leaves right now in my mind, even though we were beefing. If I allow her to leave, because yeah. I remember her parents saying, "This is what clicked in my mind." Both of her parents said, "I wish they would have fought for me." No, I wish. Yeah, I wish the other person would have fought. If yeah. they would have fought, I wouldn't have. I, I wouldn't have left. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm not finna let you go. I grew up on 90s R&B. They, they. Hold on, let me tell you this. That statement you just said, a lot of people attacked me when I said that on my podcast. I said it on somebody else's podcast. Did you? Did they? I said, if she would, I said, I wanted her to fight for me. And, and they were like, why do you think you're fight for you if you're cheating? I said, because it was the underlying stuff. I said, I'd never share what caused me to, yeah. to do all that. But I said, if she would have just made me feel, made me feel like yes. she cared. Yeah. I probably still be married this very day. And yeah. also, it's hard for people to understand a situation they're not in. It's easy to see things through the eyes of the internet. Exactly. And what you would do. Through that's the always eyes in the, of the best. internet. Yes. Because on the internet, what we don't realize people do, they put their best version of themselves and what they want people to see. Yes. That's not often how people act in real life. Facts. So true. Right? So at that moment, but I. But her parents think, told you that before. They yeah, told us that because my parents got divorced and my um, my mom, like she's literally said, I, I wish, you know, like my dad would have come after her, you know, Did your dad say the same thing. Yeah, there's like they each have like it's not the same moment, but they have both described like a particular moment that if the other person had did, it would yeah. have changed the outcome. Facts. Yeah. So I ran downstairs. I ran into her car crying. I mean, fully open. Good. Like, I didn't care. Draws and no socks on. You got socks on? No, I'm talking about just, and I had to throw my draws on to get out the house. Because I'd be naked in my house. In my bed, butt cheeks on sheets. Balls to the side. Balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. I'm chilling. 
I like to be free as God made me. Amen. Let it Back hang into where the garden. Back to the garden. Back to the garden. <laughs> Threw some drawers on, ran downstairs, and I pleaded with her. Good. Don't go. Good. Don't leave. We can fix this. We can work it out. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not getting out of this car until Good. we work it out. If we have to sit here Good. in silence Good. and cry, I don't care. Good. Because if you leave, if I allow you to leave, I feel like that rift is going to be bigger than if you don't leave. <sighs> we probably good. stayed in that car for like an hour and a half. Easy. Two hours. Probably came back in the house at four o'clock in the morning. And it wasn't like we went in there and had great sex. Like it was just like, we here. <sighs> we here. Yeah. We made it through that night. And I feel like that was a huge turning point is. for us. Because it was like, you know, and I could see people getting in their ego, getting in their self, getting in their internet. Like I could see you be, bro, at the end of the day, I was just saying this on a podcast earlier. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, what would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you take up a new hobby, catch up on some sleep, complete reading the book you've never had time to finish, but always promised that you would? Did you know the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is by knowing what's important to you and making it a priority? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I couldn't have become the person I am today without therapy, to be honest with you. My vulnerability and transparency were cultivated in therapy and it served as a foundation in which the beloved Dear Future Wifey podcast was built. Now, as you know, relationships of all kinds are important to me. Therapy helps with learning positive coping skills, managing expectations of myself and others, and most importantly, establishing healthy boundaries. Oh boy, life is stressful, ain't it? Now, therapy is a safe space to recalibrate and recenter. Now, can I be transparent with you? Since the inception of this podcast, I've always wanted to do this right here for better help. Why? Because so many of you reach out to me seeking referrals for therapy services after each episode. My heart has been overwhelmed by the outpouring of you desiring help to show up better in life. And guess what? I believe the world is a better place with better help. It's entirely online, too. Designed to fit your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Wifey today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Wifey. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm always trying to think of what our life is going to look like 20 years from now. Right? When all the glitz, if all the glitz and glamour is gone... Thanksgiving, when our kids come home, whoever they're with, married, girlfriend, baby mama, you did what you did. <laughs> so you did what you did. I ain't saying you made them. As long as you take care of the baby, 
That's right. Y'all could come back to our house. We have Thanksgiving. We have Christmas. I'm fighting for that version of our history, but you got to fight for it. And I didn't care, man. That's why I said 90s R&B. Like, they was fighting. They was begging. They was crying. They was being vulnerable. Please. You better sing. And bro, and I didn't care. Like I, re- I don't care what anybody. Wow. What what motivates you? I know you had that thought about her parents saying the same thing, but what rolls up into you to swallow all your pride and ego and say, I don't want her leaving? What I'm gonna were tell you, you. What was that? I can't lose her. There it is. Mm. I cannot lose her. The whole other stuff falls apart. People don't understand truly how Melissa is instrumental in everything I do. They just see the results of her. But it's more than the videos. It's the business acumen. It's the support. It's the stand-up. Melissa is one of the greatest stand-up comedy taggers in my world. And she's not a stand-up comedian. But she's ingested so many hours. She knows what a good joke sounds like. Yep. She knows when a joke runs too late. I remember one time I had a joke that was running. It had been great for years. And I abandoned it for a while. came back to it. And it was not clicking. And I'm like, Miss, what's going on? And she was like, your pacing is off on this joke. Good. When it was rocking, you were hitting bop, 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 bop. You ran it too long. And you, it was the pacing that made people laugh. They felt like they couldn't catch up with Good. you. I switched it that night and it killed as long as I ever did that. I'm not losing all of that. For no pride, for no ego. I'm not looking forward to meeting somebody new. I'm not desiring that. There's no amount of twerking or fat butt (laughs) can do it. There's more to it than that. You can have the fattest butt, but like Dick Gregory says, it ain't nothing but doo-doo in there. Everybody's ugly in the morning. Everybody's breath stinks. That's true. Everybody farts. I'm not looking at the the perfect version of you on Instagram because I live with an actual woman. Yes. If they all if they black, they all bonnets at night. Makeup comes off. God knows when I shave and my phone is on there, I gotta look at my titty meat from under. I'm not in the best position. Okay, I know what I look like with my shirt off. Y'all think it's a game? So, and we built this. Yes. And I'll fight for this. Good. I, if I, I always said if I lose her, I will lose her knowing I gave everything I had. There and at that is. moment, I wasn't giving everything I had given. And I believe that argument was on my fault, too. That day, I don't remember what oh, it was. That, but I know it was my I'm sure it was tension equal. began. So, I just really could not lose her, and I did not care what it took. If you go into a hotel, we go into a hotel. Together. And we're going to be sad in room 317. That's got to be the number of completion yeah. plus new beginnings. Canada and I don't know where three number means. in his mind. One time he had a check number. It was a, an amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just got that number this year. He forgot, though. I did. You I just kept saying it over and He kept oh, saying it over for as years. That's a joke. As a joke. And I finally got a contract that had that number. And I said, oh, my God. And I didn't. It didn't even click. It didn't even click. It was 20 years. What, what did Melissa make it click? And Melissa was yeah. like, you you had the perfect opportunity to say it and you missed it. And I was like, dang. <laughs> run it back. 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 You got to do it. But yeah, bro, I was I not this, losing her. I read this article. Lionel Richie said this. He said that whichever wife it was, I don't know if it was first wife or whatever. <laughs> Well, I, hey, that was not shade. I'm just saying. I'm trying to make sure I quote the story correctly. <laughs> he said, but he said, whoever it was, she could always hear a hit. And he was never able to identify a hit after he left that woman. Wow. wow. He said that he'll be, she'll be in the other room. That's going to be a hit record. He said, every, and every wow. single time she said that, it was a hit record. He said after he lost her, he could never identify when a hit record was. Wow. 
that that's what I be saying. She was what you shoot in the gym, and that's why I tell I, I I say it. There's so much to her and us that if you remove that equation, my even if I were to have success, and I don't believe I would. Right. Because she also knows me. She knows when I'm pissed, how I'm going to react. Yeah. So when I like a business deal, like there's been some time she's just saved me from myself. Yes. Because I react one way and she's not that way. <laughs> but even if I had success. Right. I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. I couldn't have. Shaq says this. He's like, I live in a 30,000 square foot home and I'm alone. Yep. And I just be like, I couldn't. It would not be the joy. If you give me 10 billion dollars. And I don't have her to share with, whether I'm alone, whether I'm with some young, whatever, fat butt. <laughs> it ain't the same. Even the sex wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't be having the joy. So I fight for that future in the present. That's good, you know Kev. what I'm saying? That was good, Kev. Kev, I'm going to run out this dog. That's, listen, listen. I'm fighting for my dream. It's with each decision I'm making. 100%. I'm trying to make sure this business deal is wrong. If she feels this way, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I could know the other part could be taken away. And we had so much fun and good times in that little two bedroom with two boys sharing a room. We sharing a room with one shower in there. We had the grandest time. I might not be at this level forever. But with her, I'll go back to that little two-bedroom. That's why we still keep it. So if y'all got to get out this house, we're broke now. Move. We live here. <laughs> He's talking to the renters. The renters. The renters. Scram. It all fell apart. Scram. We can't afford it. We're back. By the time that house be paid off. So you know well. what I'm saying? So I fight for that because that, to me, is the win. I fight the win for the isn't money. future and the present. Mm -hmm. it wasn't, it's was not. Good. I fight for that vision now because that's what opposes that. Because if I get what I think I want now and I lose that, then I eventually I just know I'm going down a path where it's like not the same. And at the same time, we put in 20, 25 years of work at this point almost. I, I don't have another 25 in me. I'm, I don't want to know your dad and your issues. <laughs> I already know her mom. So listen, I was talking to Judge. I was talking to Judge Lynn Toler. I interviewed her last week, and she said, "She said, uh, I said, I don't want to be insensitive, but would you remarry again?" Mm -hmm. And after losing her husband a year and a couple of months ago, and she said, "I don't have the energy." She said, "She said, I ain't. I will never say never, but I ain't trying to change for nobody right. else." She said, "I done married somebody who was thirty three years. I don't have the energy yeah. to be." Wondering about, she said, and then you bringing up arguments. She said, I already won that argument before. <laughs> I won that 10 years ago. Why are we having this? She said, I already won that Y'all got to rehash. I got to rehash. Man, funny. I remember my point. That's funny. Because you're saying the same thing. You're yeah. saying that, listen, I put all this sweat equity. I put, we sweat brought, we brought these beautiful kids into yes. this world. We've deposited into these kids. We've cultivated these kids and these amazing humans that they become. Yeah. Why do I want to undo all all that and then be like here meet this person and she like hey meet this other person they like oh okay. here's something very practically ain't nobody doing that i'm gonna give you a practical thing that helps me when we are beefing my parents are still together right. they live in fayetteville i knew you're gonna say her this. parents are divorced one lives in fayetteville one lives in atlanta there are two main holidays that your family wants that's yep. thanksgiving and christmas yep. having to split two holidays amongst three people Somebody's always left out. One hundred percent. Every and our families are actually get along great. Mm -hmm. We can have Thanksgiving at Melissa's mom's house. My family will come over and it'll count. But when we got to go to her dad's house. <laughs> ain't gonna count. You done pissed off two people. <laughs> 
we want our kids to. F- I'm visiting my parents. Yes, Lord. <laughs> and then the next holiday, we're visiting your parents. Just as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Because I never understood how valuable that was until we got a split. And nobody cares about New Year's, yeah. Fourth of July. They want Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I think what we, you know, you want to create a safe space for your children and for yourself. And you want to validate that and value that. And that's what's important to me. The other stuff, Kev on stage, is great. But also, I know a lot of that stuff is fleeting, right? One bad interview, yep. they can turn on you. Yep. Your style of comedy is not one mistake. You can yeah. have that impact. Melissa was with me when I was Kevin Fredericks online. Mm-hmm. If Kevin on stage, if we lose it all somehow, we got contingency plan after contingency, and that's another thing she's great at. We would have to lose <laughs> she, she a said lot. That at the very beginning, Listen. she said, "I believe in contingency." Yes. Yes. Safety. When I tell you that woman got us set up straight, I said, "Dang!" Tell me, thank you. Baby. I'm talking about it could all fall apart, <laughs> and, and you be, be in that house still. They'd be like, "How they stay in that house?" Because that woman doesn't set them up good. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't set us up with triple, double stamp, triple stamp. But like, we would be good for a long time <laughs> a long time and but i talk think- about the value of that you see what i'm saying that's pulling on each other's strengths you know i said i don't know the the episode the title of this episode this episode is gonna be called a master class on marriage that's because good. because that's what that, that right oh now? it just that came out of my good. spirit that's it the just, holy ghost talking yeah, directly because i'm right hearing question. this yeah. i'm hearing how <laughs> y'all talking about stuff that's that's practical, but it's also in those situations, because while y'all talking about splitting up uh, holidays, the the woman I was married to, that's not the mother of my child. Mm-hmm. I had a child when I was in high school. But even in that, now she's married. My daughter's married, mm-hmm. one year married. And then she'd be like, well, I'm going to go over my in-law's house for this yeah. holiday. And then, but this holiday, I don't want to, Dad, can I go to my mom's house yes. this one? And then it's just like, I just be like, Whatever you want to do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But the fact that that's a decision, it's a real decision. Oh, that's yeah. not when, when Melissa's parents yes. got divorced, right? They are, and I'm not, this is just the truth. They're not thinking about our kids are going to have three holidays. Oh, no. Nope. Nobody. You're thinking Nobody about the moment, that. the way you feel right now. And that's all of us. Yeah. We're all thinking about how we feel in this moment, yeah, right? Sure. Because a lot of a lot of time we live paycheck to paycheck, day by yeah, day. Yeah. Sure. We're not thinking about, but I've been thinking about that. A long time, right? So I and I listen. My career could be a totally different career if I wasn't trying to protect that. Mm-hmm. I could have had more money, more this, but then I wouldn't have the thing that I really wanted. And a lot of times, people don't know what they want, or they don't decide what they want and fight for that. If your career is the main thing, then your actions will line up with that, that being teach, the main thing. Teach and your marriage, your parenthood, your relationship with your kids off. will all fall apart. And I'm grateful that my rise happened. Well into our marriage, well into our parenthood. Yeah. Our kids had a regular, regular childhood for the majority of their childhood. Mm-hmm. We only started doing well in life the last what, three or four years. Mm-hmm. They already are who they are. Yeah. So now they, they're not little jerks who need the top of the line. <laughs> now, my oldest son, he bougie. But he can stay at that Red Roof Inn. He prefer the Ritz. But if it's a red roof, it'd be like, whew, how many days? <laughs> you know? So I'm grateful for all of that. And, I, and that's why I believe God's timing is perfect as there well. Because now we're getting to the age where things are going great. And our kids are, one, getting ready to go to college. They're well-adjusted and all that type of stuff. And because of Melissa, they are well-mannered, like cleaning up, learning, being better. They can cook. Like, those are things that I was never going to teach them. But they're funny. They're hilarious. And they can catch a football with both hands. They're they're both hysterical. 
He said, you, you, you wasn't going to teach him clean up the room? Uh, listen, man. I can't teach you what I don't know. <laughs> but your mama going to make sure you're going to be a good person. Clean you up know? the house. So I think it, I think finding the value in what she brought to the table and not overestimating what I brought to the table. When did that shift happen? I think it happened in a lot of different ways throughout the years. But I think around that time that period, 2020. 2020 you know, you start to, when you we go to the therapy, you start to really understand a lot of your flaws. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times our, your mind is not challenged by its own self. Oh, for sure. You're designed to believe you are right for survival. It takes somebody else seeing you in a different manner or seeing a situation objectively and being able to say, actually, you were wrong in this. And somebody being able to tell her she was wrong. And her accepting accountability, me accepting accountability. But for me, I'm the big ego. I'm always right. I'm never wrong. Until an objective person was like, ooh, you did what? Or how does Melissa feel? One thing our therapist does really well. She stops us. She slows us down. How does that make you feel? Not the action. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Because I'm always fixer to the action yep. like most men. Like most men. How does that make your wife feel? What are you feeling in that moment? So learning that, I realized with the best of intentions, you can hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you did it on purpose, but that doesn't mean they the hurt doesn't feel the same. If I crash into you by mistake, it doesn't mean, <laughs> oh, man, well, it was by mistake. So my back is, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Whether it was intentional or unintentional, the pain is the same. Right. So that was one of the keys that I had to learn. And I think that helped us. And I don't mean to say I learned all this in therapy. Melissa learned. Like we oh, both tons, in there. Both the same. Learning, working, being hard. One thing we say when we're really working something that's hard for us, we're like, this is me doing that thing you asked me to do that is very hard for me. Mm-hmm. That's good. And because to be transparent and, and share that. Yes. yes. When, when did you come off of your corporate America job? I came out in 2018. Did, wait, was it hard for y'all I to think start? It was 2018. So after that, y'all started working 19? together? No, it wasn't right before the pandemic. It was like 2018. Yeah, yeah. Um, say your question. Did y'all start working together as soon as, did you come off to start working together oh, in yes, the family yes. business? So well, that led the, to its own problem. Yeah, I was about to say. I know it. So what happened was uh, uh, Kev was doing the Real Comedians Tour. And so we were also doing the Love Hour Tour at the same time. And so the plan was for me to come off my job. I chickened out and decided to do part-time instead of quitting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very it's stability. Okay, and this is also what made it even harder. The day I told my manager I was going to um, go part time, she was like, "Oh, that's so strange." I was just talking to um, uh, our president. He he was working on your offer letter. We were going to promote you. Oh wow! Yeah, and so it made me feel like I was making the wrong decision. Being wow. completely honest, I was like, "There's no way God is going to give me a promotion." And I'm trying to. This doesn't make sense. So I clearly this have to be making the right God. decision. This yeah, is not God. <laughs> clearly, this isn't God. I'm so confused. Uh, and literally, like the week, I don't remember the time gap, but the week I was scheduled to go down to part time. Our corporate office came in and held held a meeting with all of us and told us they were shutting down our facility. And so the October of that year, my job closed down. She got all the people fired because she wouldn't Everybody. believe God. I literally said I was Jonah. Jonah. I, was I, Jonah. I, I used to call her Jonah. <laughs> now you made all the people lose because you didn't believe in God. And now them folks ain't got no job. Yep. <laughs> Yep. It's all her fault. All, all her fault. fault. The whole job shut down and moved to Ohio. And I, I tell you now, LaTerris, we didn't figure this out, but I took her her fear about how she saw the world yeah. and her own life, 
nothing, none of that was reflective of me. Yeah. When I tell you I took that so personally. Oh, About you, me not quitting and going quit, down a part We're supposed to build this together. <laughs> Bet you don't believe in me. Yeah. And we'll never work together. And I will show you how you were wrong. And I will harbor resentment towards you. For the rest of our lives. For the, For the rest, rest of, of our, our lives. lives. <laughs> Didn't even realize it was happening. Mm-hmm. It's not even. It, now it's like, what? It, like, how could you even think that? <laughs> but in my mind, I was fully justified because she quit her job and then she reneged. And I cannot trust her. Yeah. Isn't that real, though? Bro, yeah, that is so real. What an idiotic Because thinking. we're not t- giving the, the our, our mates the space to be vulnerable with their yes. own fears. With right. their own fears. Their own fears. It's like... It's Without like, their fears being a reflection of, of how the, they see you. Yes. Well, that might be the best thing I've learned. Recently, I've allowed myself to understand that Melissa can be in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. And it be nothing that I've done to cause it, nothing I can do to fix it. Mm-hmm. Because I can be in a bad mood. Yeah. But in the past, she's in a bad mood. We're now mad at each other. Yep. What? Well, she seems to have an attitude. Somebody so I have an attitude. attitude. <laughs> I don't even know why I have an attitude. I woke up like, oh, you're mad? We're mad. <laughs> We're mad at each other now. I'll show you. I can be madder. And I, I can, what? I can be madder than you. I can huff and puff. And blow your house down. I mean, down. this is in the last year, right? One thing in therapy, our, our, our therapist was like, have you tried coming close to her when she's feeling there it like is. that? Mm-hmm. Have she's you ever tried? Said, Why I, would I do that? Yeah. Obviously, she don't want me. She want me. She'd ask me to come over, but she got to ask if she want to be pissed. Be pissed. Why are you be doing pissed downstairs. Like I'm that. going upstairs. Like huh? Now, this just happened three, four weeks ago. <laughs> she had a bad, I, I didn't know what triggered it, but I told myself, Melissa's in a bad mood. I don't know why. I can't think of what I did. I'm not even going to approach it like that. I text her because it's easier for me sometimes because she, she be, when she be there, I'd be like, I don't know how to say. So I write it. Hey, I could tell something happened. Something, the energy shifted. I don't know what it is, but I'm allowing you some space to find yourself but I'm not going to go so far to leave you. Mm-hmm. It was very good. I was in my bag. It was very good. That, that, that got you, dude. Yeah, it was Boy. very good. And then I came and sat next to her and I didn't, was, you know, wasn't trying to get the draws. Yeah. Just supportive presence. Yeah. And it was like, she melted. Just crumbled. Just melted. She, I had her. Boy. <laughs> it was just, a, I was like, but that's, that's, I don't have that tool without yes. therapy. Right? Yes. Without therapy, I see it as my fault. Yep. I'm scanning my mind. What could I have done? And I didn't do anything. Right. I literally didn't do anything. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like therapy allows you some skills to learn how to navigate situations before you have to navigate them. I want men to hear this. So what did that do to you psychologically? Um, it, what, it, it caused me to melt. Like literally, and this is the thing, what is so um, odd, maybe it's because I'm 40, I'm not quite sure, but my hormones be hormoning. She okay. be tripping. All right, relax. I don't know what happens if it's like the perimenopause thing. I think Perry be on you a little bit. I think she's I be looking heavy. at Tad's post and I'll be like, that's because you be hot. She be on me heavy. You be moody. I'll I'm be like, so, like, I don't know what's happening. And the thing about it is women will relate to this. We get on our own nerves. <laughs> 
when you have an attitude and you don't even know why you be like i'm so sick of being like why and then i can't get out of it so now i'm mad at me for having an attitude i'm mad at me for not being able to get out of it and then not being able to so like i'm on my whole own nerve what are you mad about now i don't know because yeah, exactly. girl get it together well now i can't <laughs> And so instead of like, uh, you know, uh, Esther Perel always talks about sometimes when you're in relationships, you pick a story and you dig deep into your story. Mm -hmm. And that allowed me not I didn't have to dig so deep into like, I, 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 just, I know I woke up with attitude, but now he's mad. Well, now I have to be mad, too. So now we're just both mad. Nobody knows why we're mad, but we're just going to go through the whole day mad. It allows you to be like, I really don't actually want to be mad. And I really don't know what's around me. And I've just woke up with an attitude and I'm just sad. So thank you for hugging me. Because now I'm crying because you're being nice. <laughs> I don't deserve you being this nice. I don't deserve you being this nice. <laughs> uh, I promise. And the funny thing is to add insult to injury, right? I grew up with abandonment issues. So her trigger and her like push away, yep. it triggers my triggers. Right. So I have to fight against little Kevin feeling unwanted, yep. feeling abandoned, because I know if I get pushed away, then we'll just be further away. So yep. I have to fight against what her trigger that's unrelated to me, how it makes me feel. Yeah. yeah. So I have to sit closer. It's not your fault. 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 Okay. It's not your fault. You you was good today. <laughs> you was all right. So I just oh feel like people really underestimate what it takes, man. No, no, no. You got a marriage work, bro. Like think about it's this. It's a constant dying to oneself, bro. Every day. Every if you day. think about. If you ever Same had a roommate, that guy requires, huh? Yes. Same exact. Ever yeah. had a roommate? Your siblings, people you live with, they get on your nerves. Yep. Your siblings, my siblings used to get on my nerves. Yep. Even we had our own rooms. Parents get on my nerves. Dog get on my nerves. Get on my own nerves when I'm by myself. <laughs> Supposed to get up and do something. I'm up here eating donuts. You know better. So how could a person who I'm doing life with not ever get on my nerves? Right. So you have to allow space for that and not let it crumble your marriage and but and keep coming to each other. And I think people just don't want to do that or they get tired of doing it or the world doesn't show you the value in doing that or it's easier to do something else or they have a mistake or they cheat on their wife because they saw as the enemy. There's many things that people could do. Was that another shot? Did no, you it, there's a lot of people who made that mistake. Just not me, but uh, but I you know, just not me. And the world really rewards you. Find your happiness, whatever. That's like true. you can feel justified in anything. People don't reward you for saying go after your wife and cry. I don't see many songs chase your wife in your drawers and cry. Nineties R and B gave that though. Yeah, nineties R and B. Nineties A and Bar R and B gave yeah. that. <laughs> He said they'll reward you. They don't reward, they reward you. you for cheating on your wife. Go ahead and do that. Find your find your happiness. Yeah. So um, I think it all it it all matters. And at the end of the day, I'm very happy with Melissa. I'm very happy in this relationship. I'm very happy for what we built and what we're trying to maintain. Let me ask you this: like with you touring now, how do you manage that? You know, a lot of times people feel like, you know, if you're touring around the country and, and all that, and then you're leaving the kids at home with the wife, how do you manage that? Not feeling like he's leaving you. 
Oh, you don't emphasize that much. No, well, leaving you. Thank you. Uh, I think we we actually had to go through a like all of this is learning, right? Yeah. So you eventually learn. Oh, we need touch points. Good. When you're out of town, we need FaceTime, call, text, whatever. Be, and because I'm such, I'm a big person on like experiencing life together. Like I love making memories yes. together. And so if I feel like you're doing all of these things, you're going out on the road, y'all are doing all these things and experiencing things for me, then I will feel a certain way. Yeah. That's just my personal truth because these are things I want to do with you, and you're not doing it with me. You yep. doing with somebody else, and now I can't recreate that memory because you already did it. I don't want that to be my truth. I want to be there too. <laughs> so you That's have real. to, yeah. Yep. And so I have to realize that about myself, have the discussion, and then we have to have touch points. So I feel I'm always saying this actually. So I feel included in a part of his world. Good. You can cue Mary, uh, Ariel there. I, I already uh, sang yeah. it in my head. I want to be and and be included in his world. And so I think sometimes, especially early on, you're like, oh, I know he's working. He's doing whatever. It's fine. But then you feel very disjointed. You feel very disconnected. And you come home and things are just kind of on like autopilot because you're about to yeah. go out on the road again. And so for me, I know I need those um, those touch points in order to not feel like, you know, you don't in a marriage, you don't and it can happen, but you don't want to feel like you are two individual people who live together. You actually want to feel like you are doing life together. And so you need those touch points and those points in which your lives cross. Otherwise, staying just in parallel is not like doesn't create or build intimacy. Yeah. I agree. I think, and that means like when we're on tour one time, I remember the, 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 it would be simple stuff like, Hey, we going to the movies. What y'all seeing? If it's a movie we plan on seeing. Yeah. I'll catch y'all next time. Yeah. If it's a movie He's, Melissa's not interested or we didn't plan on seeing, Hey, you, what, you, you want to see this movie? No. Okay. I'm gonna go watch it with, with the comedians. One time, one of our uh, comedians was going to a Disney world or something. Bush Gardens or somewhere I hadn't been. And Melissa hadn't been. She's like, Hey, Kev, y'all want to, we, we going here where you want to go. I was like, I ain't been there with Melissa. I'll catch y'all next time. Good. Cause I want to be, cause I know how my wife is. Yes. And I want to protect that. Yeah. It's not like, you know, well, she, she don't ever let me do nothing. It's like, that's, that's not what she's saying. Mm -hmm. Y'all want to, y'all want to protect that. And that, sometimes she's like, we want to go to a Red Sox game. We hadn't done that. I'm like, listen, I, I kind of want to go to this Red Sox game. She's like, all right, bet. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, she's not ridiculous. Yeah. We're like, don't, she's not saying don't do nothing with me, <laughs> right. you know, but we also know when I'm on the road, we, we do date nights usually anyway, but if I'm on the road, we'd be like, we have to have that's a date point. night. If I'm on, gone that weekend, we have to have Tuesday or Wednesday go to dinner, do That's something good. because I know I'm going to be gone that next weekend. But this has all come from trial and error and realizing what is working. We used to go on tour together, mm -hmm. but then our sons are like, "Okay, y'all is doing the most. Yeah, one of y'all needs to stay home." So Melissa, bro, yeah, our youngest was son was like, "Let's all have a family meeting." Yeah. What is going on? What is going on? Do y'all live here? Because both y'all are gone. Because the first year we try to bring them on the road. <laughs> Second We're just year, children. we had a nanny. <laughs> Third year, Melissa came back home. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm like, I w one of the reasons I went to theaters is because I was like, I'm also gone eight, nine months out of the year. Yeah. If I can go into theaters, even though it's less money, yeah. I'd be home. The tour is now two Truncated. months instead of 10 months. Yeah. So because I'm fighting for that 40 years from now, yeah. I don't care if I make less this year because I'll make more in the long term of my life. Teach, You Kev. know what I'm saying? So Jesus, sometimes you got to leave that bread on the table because what you're trying to build later 
or and honestly, one theater's work is going to be better. But in the interim, it's less money, but better for our family. Yeah. That's what's so powerful. And that's what I think people need to hear is where, where is your value system? That's because, yeah. because if the if the money is about, if so, certain people is chasing the bag, you hear this so often, chase the bag, chase the bag. And I believe that we've taught some toxic relationship with money because you'll see people that are married, they're chasing the bag, but they're not chasing legacy. Yeah. And so building legacy with your family and that kid grows up. Cause I'm telling you over the last couple of months, I literally said, okay, I got this home. I'm going to be home more. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I have my nephew who I adopted. I said, I'm not just going to be gone all the time. So I'll just be there. Even yeah. if we're in separate rooms, you still yep. see me here. Your kids still feel that they energy feel you if you're there. there. 100%. They don't come out of the room, but they know when you're in the house, when you're not in the house. There's 100%. security. And there's security knowing my parents are there. We see each other in the, or me and Melissa just pop in our kids' room. What y'all yeah. doing? Yeah. You on that yeah. game? Yeah. All right. All right. And you, you, know, go, you go back to go bed. back upstairs. <laughs> they be like, okay, you can leave now. But when we're not home, they be like, when y'all coming home? Nah, nah. <laughs> no, but when I'm home, you don't even talk to me. Yeah, man. exactly. But, but that's the reality. For real, they'll be he talking knows, to you. Like, you don't even care. You don't even, I'm here. You don't say nothing. Then as soon as I leave, you call me. Hey, can I? I was just, <laughs> in I the was house. just sitting there for, the, for all three day, days. All day. You didn't say nothing. Yeah. You know, but that's what I love about what y'all are sharing is, you know, that's why I said this is a master class on marriage because you're, you're, you're sharing relatable tips on not just what we were Unfortunately, growing up in the church, we were never taught none of this. Mm-hmm. We were ne- we never had these conversations. There was never platforms to hear this type of conversation. Yeah. And you would hear about a 40-year marriage that ended and never know why. So then now you're sitting there looking like, well, marriage don't work. Yep. If Deacon so-and-so got divorced and, and, and they didn't have no kids or out of wedlock, like nothing. And then why, what happened? It just don't it's work. It's going to happen to me eventually. Period. And then if Melissa grows up and says, oh, listen, you know, after year 20, whatever, my parents got divorced and she go, I'm just waiting for the t- the, the shot clock, mm-hmm. you know, around 20 something. And those triggers start rearing up. Uh, they got divorced about 22. Are we going to make it to 23? Yep. You go, oh, we, 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 we won Such past 23. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it's those things to have those healthy conversations where we're able to process these things in real time. And you have no idea the level of reference that you guys provided uh, during this podcast because people are going to be sitting there like, all right, I guess I can do life with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because marriage be real. Yes. I mean, it be so freaking real. And when we start really talking about triggers and stuff and mm-hmm. the reality of this, I've talked to married couples before and they'll talk about, I wish I never got a divorce or I wish I would have tried a little bit harder. I mm-hmm. wish if you're dying with regret saying wish, like her parents said, I wish they would have fought. That lets you know that you didn't fight hard enough. Yeah. And what you said earlier was that, listen, if it don't work, which I know for a fact, y'all ain't never getting a divorce, but at least I know that I tried everything. I ran with my drawers out. Last time I ran to the garage with my drawers on. Next time I'm running down the street, chasing out the Listen. car, hanging on top of the hood. Saying, don't leave I would have done that yeah. if she gotten far enough. But that's the reality to, yeah. to know that. I don't have no ego when it comes to you Mm -mm. because, you know, the acronym, they say ego is edging God out. But Mm -hmm. how do we take these vows to say to death do us part? And we say God brought us here. And then the minute that our insecurities or our triggers get triggered, then we go, no, I ain't finna. If you're going to leave, leave. I ain't finna beg you to stay. So I can go on the internet and be like, man, she ain't want me. She ain't want me. And then what? It's cold in that bed. And then you go get that big booty chick. And then you like, she don't even care about you. She just just there because of who you are now. Oh, my God. But she doesn't. She wouldn't have been there through the process. Absolutely. And what you was talking about with her and what I love when you see couples that come up together, you can never recreate that. 
Ever. Never. Never that y'all were rocking with each other. What'd you say in the two bedroom house? Two, two bedroom house. Two bedroom house with one bath? One shower in that whole house. That's <laughs> true. We were taking a shower with to- children's toys on the ground because sure ain't no point in moving them. Just the rubber ducky in the truck is in here. Just hush. Uh, and don't despise to- your humble beginnings if that's your situation now. Listen, because we would love that. That was our house. We'll go back to it if necessary. And that's what's so beautiful about yeah. it is that y'all are protecting that marriage. When does your tour dates? I want to know when your tour dates are popping off. Where are you By going? The time what other this projects you got? Just go to stage.com. Here's the thing, tour. I won't be uh, having that many dates because we start at the top of February. We're going to most of the major markets in the United States. Uh, Houston, Dallas, New York, Philly, Toronto, Canada, uh, Atlanta, Chicago. So when was, it, was the tour in? What month? Uh, March. There's okay. a conversation we have. She said, we doing our wedding vow Our 20th renewal. vow renewal ceremonies in June. In June. I don't want you having one tour stop into April. Because whatever I want to do with you, take picture, not take a picture, do this, make a video. I don't want to argue with you. I told my agent. I, said, I don't hey, want to fight with time. Listen, my wife said, I can't go outside. Then I can't April. go outside. <laughs> I can only go outside in February, the marchings. <laughs> they so said, where's okay. your vow renewal? June 26th. <laughs> Do you have to remember? No, I was debating on if I was going to say it aloud. I won't <laughs> say the location. It's a destination, though. Okay. Yeah, I won't say the location. Yeah. And so uh, why is this important to do a vow renewal 20 years? Oh, man, there's so many reasons, but I'll give um, top three. R- number one, my dad and Kevin's dad were not present at our first wedding. Uh, we got married in 2004. And so obviously this is after 9-11. And both of our dads were called like within months of our wedding, like not even months, like month of our wedding uh, to serve our country. Mm. And so they ended up missing. Um, Number two, I, I, I'm learning to look back at the pictures of my first wedding with, um, with like softer eyes, Yes, but I hated my dress. I hated my hair. I hated my makeup. Child, there's so many things I wish I could do again. And so I've always said I wanted to do a 20. I want my dad to walk me down the aisle. I'm a daddy's girl. I want Kevin's dad to be present. And then I want the opportunity to look back on my photos and like and like them and be proud. But I didn't like them almost like yeah, I remember. we moved into an apartment after we got married and I was like, I do not want to hang these up. Like I, I didn't oh, really? like them you're, then. So you're like them immediately. Yeah. I didn't like them immediately. It okay, wasn't I, like 20 I, I years later. Back and mm-hmm. saying, Am I here? I like everybody. No, no, I didn't like them. The next yeah. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't like them then. So um, that's that. And then the third one is I actually think I've said this before that I believe that love is a risk. And I think with time that risk proves to be a good decision. And I think that in 20 years, I now know what I meant when I said through thick and thin for richer and poorer, I do. Like those words have weight because I've, I, I have walked them out. And so the first, the first time I said this recently, the first time you hope it to be true at a vow renewal, you know them to be true. The mm. conviction is different. You stand on it different. You feel it different. You you say it different because I have 20 years of experience that have proven through thicker and thin, through richer, for, like for richer and poor. I have 20 years of experience to prove that to be true. And so I actually think it's very, very powerful to have the opportunity to like do it again. I'm trying not to break down crying. <laughs> trying to hold on to my gangster. Good Lord, Melissa. 
Lord, that that did something to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty years to know it to be true, mm-hmm. and to hear how those words will mean something totally different. Sure enough, it's like, and I think about the the naivety that we have when we're saying our vows and we say these huge contrasted vows for better or for mm-hmm. worse, you know, mm-hmm. for richer or for, no, we never ever think, what if it is worse? What if right. we are poor? What if we are sick? Yes. You never say that. We just say it casually, but not realizing that you guys have experienced the journey of that. And y'all look back and be like, this was the best investment I ever yeah, made. Mm-hmm. I would do it again. Yeah. It's the opportunity to say yes to it again. Knowing, which is different. Anything else y'all like to share? Anything else y'all got coming up? Get on my Patreon, man. Come on stage. We talk like this every single day. (laughs) (laughs) You got your Patreon. What else you got going on? Patreon and tour dates, merch. Listen to the podcast. Jen and Juice, her and her sister have a great podcast. fun time. It's a fan time, but any any of the support. Oh, just that's watch your sister. When I, saw, okay, I, saw, I was watching the thing we was talking about today when I was watching uh, about getting your kids to clean up. Yes. And say, I don't care who on their way coming over here. <laughs> hey, you you finna clean up this doggone room. You finna go do this. I don't care. They sitting on the phone. Tech. Like, I was just like, but I know that was your sister. That's my sister. Yeah, <laughs> that's my baby sister. sister. That's my blood baby sister. What y'all gonna do with love on stage? Child, BT, you wanna come over? Or? I even, that's a great question listen who who's available <laughs> I thought that was a brilliant idea thank you I love that you know shout out to Aries that's that's my yes. homie or whatever but yeah I love I was watching that I was like but see that's what I love to watch y'all build stuff together mm-hmm. like that because I know that that was her saying this is her passion project yes. yep. and it's like you didn't sit there and be like well now you sit back and I'm gonna do my stuff you yep. know what I'm saying it's like babe what you got going on you wanna do yeah. that let's go do that yeah. do you know what I'm saying and so that's what I love is I see people pouring into each other for the betterment of y'all yeah. marriage. I got to end this interview because I'm finna break down crying. <laughs> thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm messed up right now. Um, thank y'all for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having I'm us. Right, we finally yeah, did it. We too. finally this was fun. did it. Y'all yeah. give it up for the Fredericks, y'all. Appreciate y'all. God bless yeah. you. Mr. and Mrs. Kev on stage. Ladarian. Thrusted suddenly into Child Protective Services in 2015. My nephew. Black. A boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted, yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? 
joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care, should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm Latarius R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. Man, listen, I hope y'all enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Man, the Fredericks, God, wasn't that a masterclass on marriage? Absolutely just powerful. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Let's keep them in our prayers as God continues to do great exploits um, with them. And I just, I just thank God for it. Well, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I write a letter to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, as I envision our life together, I want us to navigate the journey hand in hand, especially during the challenging days. Life is bound to throw curveballs our way, but I am committed to ensuring that the bad days never outshadow our shared vision of a beautiful future. In the face of difficulties, let's promise each other that we won't let the shadows of the present dim the brightness of our dreams. Our connection is a source of strength and together we can weather any storm. I believe that acknowledging and facing challenges head on strengthens our bond, making us more resilient as a couple. When the clouds gather, 
I want us to be each other's ray of sunshine, reminding ourselves of the dreams and the goals we've set for our future. Let's not lose sight of the bigger picture and instead use the tough times as opportunities to grow, learn, and emerge stronger as a team. With enduring commitment, your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.